Hello and welcome to the first official released Toolbox Tuesdays. I'm your host, Adam, and with me as always is... Your friend and pal, Kieran McCutcheon. We're going to run a quick intro again because we made a podcast last week, we just never released it. So, I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm a Crows fan, and I'm a Knicks fan. That's pretty much all you need to know about me. I'm a tortured Port Adelaide fan, a Houston Rockets fan, and a optimistic West Ham fan. <laughs> Let's get straight into it, eh? Let's... Uh, we're recording this on a Friday Arvo at 6.20. Five days ago, the showdown was on. What a showdown it was. Do you want to comment on it? Do you want to say any of your thoughts? Maybe I'll let you kick it off. You're the, uh, you're the victor here. I honestly got bored. I wanted, I wanted to be a Crows fan and leave. That was... We, I, did, we did nothing. I made myself sit through uh, three and a half quarters of torture just to not be one of those fans that leave and we have a glimmer of hope. Hope was pretty much lost past half time, but I chose to stick around for another quarter and a half just to... We'll also clarify, he left his lounge. He didn't actually attend the game. That is correct. I was at the game. I had not the smartest of fans around me as you do at that like Bros games. Our fans aren't the brightest. And it was it was just not a good day at the footy. I was in the wet, it was cold, and the game, as you said, it was decided at halftime. I was got optimistic going into it. Crows are obviously a lot better than us. Even I will admit that as a proud Port fan. But I thought the rain might even it up a bit. Definitely did not. Can I just say that I didn't expect the amount of... Like, people were praising Angus Monfries after that game. Really? Oh, yeah. So I was watching, I think, the bounce. And they were saying... Oh, maybe it was an interview saying... Oli Wines was saying how um, he was happy with Monfries' performance because he was brought into the side to stop Brody Smith. And he had, like, three touches that game. One running into an open goal and kicks down the full. They did mention on the commentary that... uh. He was brought in as a defensive midfielder, which I thought was strange for an offensive forward. I'm not 100% sure what Ken was thinking there, but I've got no words for Montreux. I was not a fan uh, from the bounce. Where do you sit with Ken? A lot of Port fans have been wanting his head. Where do I sit with Ken? I've always been a Ken fan. I've been I've been one to stick behind Ken. I like managerial stability, but I'm beginning to think maybe it's time we reconsider the Ken love we've been dishing out lately. Ever since Phil Walsh left, I think much like when uh, Thibodeau left Doc Rivers, I think he's missing he's missing a bit of his X factor gone. What did you tell him? Michael Voss isn't isn't getting the job done after his Brisbane performance. That that surprises me. Well, nothing surprises me being a Port fan (laughs) uh, with our coaching history. But I think we really need to review his season. Going in, he was on thin ice, but we had a great start, which kind of... Even David Koch came out and said, we're not firing at the end of the season. Maybe David Koch should stick to his job and... I just don't... I, I, I can see you guys still getting the top four. Like, Geelong are in trouble. You guys can get top four. Well, if you look at our run home, we have Collingwood and Bulldogs, which could go either way, those two games. Collingwood. let's be honest. Collingwood's without Grundy, Grundy. Pendles. If you're all Australian, which I'm throwing up some quotation marks in the moment, isn't all Australian, you should be winning that by 30. As a Port fan, optimism often leads to disappointment. So (laughs) I'm I'm honestly not going to to give us that one just yet. Bulldogs will be a massive game because they'll still be vying for a top eight spot at that point depending on tonight's game. And Gold Coast Suns, I'm confident we can win that. Speaking of all Australian Ruckman, do you have any, any comments on Source Jacobs' performance? Another medal for him? I honestly can't believe he got the medal. I thought I had I was said before the game, don't be surprised if Tom Lynch shows up today and gets close. And looking at the stats, he, he should have got close. He played a great game. With Source though, I think it's just because our midfield dominated your midfield. Like so when Source hit to hit outs to advantage, ours were like we actually did something with it, whereas in when Ryder had hit outs to advantage, 
you guys did nothing with we, the ball. We bombed it forward to Westhoff. That worked exactly one time. The first time past that. Well, like because I saw the hitout stats were I think were fifty two to fifty, and the hitout to advantages were pretty similar as well. It hurts that Sol kicked two goals directly yes. on. Yes. Rider. That's the one worry I've had as a Crows fan is Al Ruckman. If Source goes down, we're in a lot, a lot of trouble. Did your tall forward line worry you when the rain started coming down? Because that was my one gleaming bit of hope. Hopefully our smaller, more mobile defenders will be able to run you down. I'll say no, just because you, when you're talking about our tall forwards, you're talking what? Walker, Jenkins... McGovern and Lynch. Lynch. Well, you look at Lynch, Lynch's hands in the wet are silk. You look at Tex, he's also silk. McGovern's nickname now is Mitts, even though I like the gecko. The gecko is a... The gecko. How did, how did that not stick? The gecko. And so really, the only one I was worried about was Jenkins. And when 5 out of 6 forwards... When Eddie's kicking four goal of the years and Heartless touching yes. one of them, it's... I don't really care about my forward line. I was a little bit optimistic thinking in uh, old thinking was the two forwards would uh, struggle a little bit in the rain, but they actually helped their ground and pushed a lot of our our weaker defenders to the ground that's another thing a lot of there's a couple of easy goals we, we kicked what 20 goals but a couple of them were just because we stayed on our feet yeah that's massive especially in the wet like you guys went to ground way too easily i felt like even had a couple out on the wing where he goes to ground and rap, just picked the ball up and had an easy target inside 50 it really could have been a lot worse than it was oh. as bad as it was it caught, honestly it caught a time when we hit kick what one goal nine I was like please not be one of these games where you guys actually figure out how to play football and we've just shot ourselves in the foot luckily that, <laughs> that didn't happen no I've definitely uh, we've had a few games like that where we've managed to somehow voodoo our way into the opponent kicking poorly in front of goal and eventually finding form but this Sadly, wasn't one of them. You know, you know who else is a, also a disappointment on the day? Yeah. DBJ. As a, there's, I go to a lot of port games. I love the Pittard, also known as the Risk Taker, and I love DBJ, also known as the Risk Taker 2.0. And by golly, they were, they were more risk than take. <sighs> Oh, we took nothing, to be honest. Yeah, I was really hoping some of our smaller defenders would be able to provide a lot of support on the ground, but they were non a non-factor, which is sad. I think the highlight of that game for me was, uh, to clarify, I do love Charlie Cameron, so whatever, what I'm about to say is funny. I've always said Charlie Cameron can be an all-star if he just learns how to kick. Like, he's got everything else except the accuracy with his kick. He found himself in the back pocket in one of them. You guys kicked him behind, so he takes the, he takes the uh, kick in and... He had a 20 meter pass to his right. There was no one near him. There was no one near the guy. I think it was uh, uh, Luke Brown. He had no one near either of them, and he he doesn't make the distance. And I turned to my I turned to Robbo, and I was like, "That's that's Charlie Campbell summarized." I love the man, but I just laughed. That's what that was. That what that game was. I was looking at things to laugh at. Cause there was just it wasn't a game. There was one moment when uh, Charlie Cameron provided a bit of a bit of magic through the middle, dodged about three or oh. four players, and then uh, shanked the kick. Sadly, which I as soon as he did that, I immediately thought of you. I he's done that. He he does that. He, he gets the meters forward. And just doesn't he doesn't have that. He doesn't have the nice cinnamon you put on some rice pudding at the end. Do you reckon he'll get that in time? I think he will. I think it's it's just that little final step. He, he shows glimpses of it. He just needs the consistency. Are you, if you win a flag, are you confident you can keep some of the bigger names that are threatening to leave? Honestly, if we win a flag, they can leave. That's <laughs> fair enough. I've just had enough of people leaving, like, in a prelim loss. Like, Tippett left after we made a prelim and lost to Hawthorne, which I'm still salty about. because that free kick, won that. That free kick in the last two minutes, we won't get started like that. In other news, did buy did book my uh, Melbourne accommodation this week. Oh, that confident. It was a bit of A, a bit of B. I... Uh, I'm that confident that I'm, some ma- some of my friends are going down to Melbourne to catch up. But I honestly, I think what's happening, I, we're going to get a qualifying final against some scrub fo- team in fourth. 
and then we played the prelim at home against maybe a good team. That scares me, but I can't, I can't see us not making the grand final. It's mind blowing. Uh, who are you most scared of to meet in the grand final? In the grand final? Yes, or on the way too. On the way, I think the one that scares me, even though we just spanked it, it's a showdown. Can you imagine a showdown prelim on a Saturday or Friday night? Oh, like I've been dreaming of that for all my life. I, even in the grand final, like the the amount of shit I would cop if we lost, like at all, like, it, I, and I'm not the person to throw out that much shit to make up for it. If we did win, like I'd be like, oh, I feel bad for you guys. Like we won, we were always gonna win. But like I think now if Selwood stays out for Magic alongside, I don't, I'm not really scared of Geelong anymore, and I've never been scared of GWS ever. Everyone's like GWS is a good side, but for whatever reason, we always have their number, so I'm not really scared of anyone. Watch Essendon beat us this week, so I can actually, <laughs> I'll add them to the list, but other than that, who, who do you think I should be scared of? Uh, well, you've named Port, which I think that could always be a 50-50 game, although not proven correct over the last five years. I don't know. Honestly, looking at looking at the top four, maybe, maybe Sydney can provide some class during the last stretch of the season. See, we've got we've got Sydney next week, which uh, we both will be attending, and we'll be having some uh, very good curry at halftime. If they want to sponsor us, we we're a big fan of Hikari. I don't I don't rate Sydney. I, I just don't think they've. I don't know how to describe. It. I just don't like how they play. If they like, it's not the Sydney way. They're getting the wins, but I don't know if they're doing it comfortably like they used to. Like the only reason I bring them up is because they've got so much star power. Uh, Franklin on his day can can actually be one of the few game changers in the AFL. I I, I, I do know that. Oh uh, seven semi final. <laughs> I think he kicked seven goals against us. That's quite hurt a little. That one does. So that, you wanna you wanna try and predict the who makes the four. Okay, so Crows are obviously, for me, locked into number one. I'm guessing you have no objections to that. I'll take no objections to that. With uh, Selwood's injury, it really throws a, a wrench into the mix because they could fall rapidly. They're only, they are six points above Port and Swan, so they maybe have a little bit of, of leeway there with only three games remaining. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I think they fall. I, I don't like what DeLong's produced with when they only have one of their stars. When it's only the danger or the wood, they haven't they haven't performed and like you said, you look at Port's run, you look at Sydney's run, they've got blue Sydney's got the blues on the final day. Do you think the Tigers are almost uh, a lock for top four? They are six eight points clear of Port and Sydney with only three games remaining. Yeah, I I'll be honest, I like what I like what the Tigers have produced over the past two weeks. It'll be interesting to see how Jack fits back into that forward line. Oh, that's a good call. But I'm I'm liking the Tigers. The Tigers don't scare me because I'm that confident. I can't see I can't see um I, I'm I, that confident. For me, they might be the second most scary team for Adelaide. The only reason you could say that is because they are no, but I they're not a good defensive team. I just look at Tigers as and I see a high scoring team. There can be a physical team at times. I we just beat anyone in the shootout. Like the team that scares me are the ones that can hold a low score. And apparently Port heading into that weekend had the, uh, as I was told the week, league, week leading up, Port had the best defence in the league. And we kicked 120 points against him in the wet, so... Port can hold a low score, though. We proved that last week when we held ourselves to uh, <laughs> <laughs> under 50 points. <laughs> uh, but nah, so, if we, so we reckon Tigers third. Tigers, for me... Yeah, uh, are going to lock down second spot. You reckon over GWS? Because yeah, uh, I don't want to mention it, but in the email or the Google Doc, we're looking at you left GWS out of second. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, I'll lock them into to, to top three. So I guess it's a fight for four between the Swans, Port, and Cats. I okay. honestly think the 
Geelong full, so between Port and Swans, looking at the run home, I've got to give it to Sydney. I think Sydney might lock down the fourth spot. I'm actually looking at this and being like, wow, we actually might play Sydney in this qualifying final here. I'm, I'm just remembering the game when Dangerfield against in Amy Stadium where we had like 71 inside 50s in the qualifying final against them and we lost by like 50 points. So maybe Sydney do scare me historically, but... I don't right. I reckon. I reckon next week will be a good barometer. But I reckon a good barometer for the Swans. I reckon this week has massive ramifications on the top four. Because I reckon if the Tigers win, I don't think Geelong make top four. I agree with that. Because yeah, Cats play Richmond and GWS, and historically they don't really play well against Collingwood either. Like they could. I could see them going zero and three. I could see that. I don't see them dropping out of the top eight, but they could definitely drop out of the top six even. If they do drop out of the top four and they finish in fifth or sixth, helps the AFL out massively. We had a discussion about this last week. There is a certain scenario where there's no games played in Melbourne the first week of AFL, and I'm pretty sure someone has to move. But if Geelong drop down to fifth or sixth, they get one game at the MCG, and that's that. So, uh, the Cats are looking to pounce. Uh, are Liverpool looking to pounce on Watford this week? <laughs> are, you, are you at all worried about... <laughs> The uh, first game of the EPL. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Kieran's segue of the week. I'm not worried. I I, I think we are, I reckon Watford are for a bit of a spanking. I think we're fit. Oh, we're not fit. We don't, we don't have Coutinho or Lallana. But I think we're ready. I think the Salah, Mane, Firmino, Sturridge, Solanke, those players are just... We're going to... I just can't see how we... We're going to score goals. And I just don't see how... We don't score more goals than another day. And that's the stupidest thing I've said today. So goals win games, are you saying? The, the team that scores the most goals will win the game. <laughs> that is great. Nah, but Watford just signed Andre Gray. I don't think he'll play. So that means they'll play probably Danny up top. Last time we played him as well, Gomez was very woeful. I don't, I just don't rate Watford. Actually, you're not a really good... Who do you reckon gets relegated this year? Oh, well, the team I'm least familiar with... Huddersfield, besides signing uh, Mui, the Australian lad. Uh, since I know the least about them, I'm sadly going to have to <laughs> knock them down. Fun stat about Huddersfield. Actually, two fun stats about Huddersfield. I'm pretty sure their German centre-back takes the best penalties I've ever seen. Like, he rockets them in. That's, that's the number one fact. And number two, they got promoted with a negative goal difference. I think if you have a negative goal difference in the championship, yeah, it might be struggling up in the prime. And your most notable feature is your centre-back takes nice penalties. <laughs> I think you're getting relegated. Well, I've named one. Do you, have a, do you have a target of relegation? It's actually been talked about a lot, which is disappointing. Because I wanted to get... I, I've been on this bandwagon for ever since they sold some players. I reckon Burnley go down. Burnley? Ooh. They sold their best defender in Keane. And they just sold Andre Gray. I just feel like I've got a sneaky suspicion. They, just, they won't stay up. Because... If you look at the teams that come up, I think Newcastle stay. Are we agree on that one? I agree. And Brighton have some Brighton have some depth. Brighton have some good players. They can score they can take some teams off guard. Alright, so far we have Huddersville and Burnley. Do we check a wildcard third team into relegation? See, I was hoping the wildcard third team relegation was Burnley, but I don't know. Who, who what's your thoughts? You reckon that you, do you think it's Brighton that go down? I actually have I actually do have a uh, a sneaky relegation target. Oh, okay. They're a team with a lot of offensive firepower, but I just don't... I'm not sure if it'll all come together. I'm reading them off the list now. Liverpool. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if I said that one right. They're a new team to me. Who's the manager? Uh, Jürgen Klub. Do you, do you have his email address? I I do. What's his email it's, address? Uh, need to buy more Fords at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> he can't even afford a domain name. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, he's a Gmail man. He's a Gmail man. Uh, but on a serious note, I think it's uh, 
could be anyone at this point. Well, yeah, they all they all start on zero points, Kieran. That's great, great point there, mate. I think the third spot, even though I like him, I think it's out of Brighton and Swansea. I could see Swansea having more struggles. I just don't know. I, I don't know about Swansea. I think we'll see it like Sutherland last year. The teams that are hovering around the, the edge of relegation for a while, they're, they're in a bit of trouble. And I don't know, like, I haven't heard, have they done any major business? Not that I've seen. There's been a lot of talk um, surrounding their key player and signing on, but... I'm yeah, not... see, if Sigerson leaves, I think, all over Red Wobble. Speaking of all over, Man United having a difficult game against West Ham this week. Do you uh, have any thoughts about that? Do we want to break your heart this early into our podcast career? Because I, I think United finished top four. Their team is what, what I've always been I'm a fan of in uh, FM and FIFA and in real life. You need the spine. You need your striker to be good, your centre mid to be good, and your centre backs to be good. And you, you look at that spine and your goalkeeper. You've got probably the best keeper in the league. Maybe maybe Hugo could be argued. But you've got De Gea. You have Lukaku just bangs goals in for fun. You have Pogba. You have Maddich to even hold up the back line. Bailey. Like, that could say Yeah, they've really got a stark player in every position. And a lot of depth this year. But I think this, I look, this could go either a, a, a steamroll for United or... West Ham could could get one of those smashing grab if you go up an early goal. Do you think you can defend Man United at Man United for a whole ninety minutes? Maybe Joey Hart can pull some Joey Hart magic, but more than likely, probably not. We could we could possibly maybe not smash and grab, but in a gun battle, could maybe sneak in a few more. Doubtful though, but uh, who's your new midfielder you signed? Do you know much about him, or have I just put you on the spot? No, he's actually a young young lad, young Swedish lad. I've only heard positive things, but probably not a. A contributor straight away. Besides that, no. Oh, we are looking to sign a, another lad, a defensive midfielder, who I have not heard much about, but everyone seems very op- optimistic about him. Apparently, he really wants to come and we really want to sign him, which means it probably won't happen, <laughs> as it seems to happen in uh, European foosball. But no, I'm, actually, I'm happy with our, our signing so far. Okay, so you'll have a quick run-through on the schedule this week and see if we can get some predictions right. All right. Okay, so Arsenal-Leicester at the Emirates. No Sanchez, no Ozil. I'm going to guess a sneaky 1-0 win for Arsenal. Possible draw. Okay, well, we'll actually, we'll we'll make this into a competition. We'll we'll have tips every week and see how how many we can get. So I'll I'll write these down later. I think Arsenal are going to score a few goals. I reckon it's going to be 3-1. I I know Arsenal don't normally show up in the first game, but I've got a feeling. 3-1, Arsenal. I might actually change my prediction to a 1-0 draw. Okay, guess who scores the goal for Leicester? Or maybe Mares will sneak right in amidst some transfer rumours. Okay, so 1-0 and 3-1. Okay, uh, next we've got Watford, Liverpool at Watford. All right, who's going to guess the highest score for this one I'm going to go with a 3-0 drilling for Liverpool like we get drilled 3-0 uh, Liverpool score ah, three goals ah, good, good, good clarification I, I'm not as confident as you are in our defence so I'll say 4-1 Solanke will get on the pitch that's my that's my bold prediction Solanke's going to make a bench debut bench debut so Chelsea Burnley what are you feeling there? I think Chelsea are going to struggle this year. Well, we'll start off, I'm not confident on Chelsea this year for top four in general, if I'm going to throw that sneaky one out there. I don't rate Burnley at all. I reckon 2-0, Chelsea. I'm thinking I'm thinking 2-0. All right, Huddersfield Palace at Palace. Ooh. Well, making my uh, fantasy team, I did have a look at this game, and I'm thinking of adding a few Crystal Palace players. Do I'm you, thinking maybe a, a 2-0 win for Palace. Do you have Loftus-Cheek? I have no one yet. I have oh. four players. Welcome to Kieran's 
fantasy tip of the week. Who is your fantasy tip of the week? Who okay. scores the points this week? Okay. You're I've one got, you might like this pick. You might not. I have a feeling you might not. I've got uh, Milner in to score a sneaky penalty. I do not like that pick at all. But thank you for listening to Kieran's fantasy <laughs> tip of the week. Thank you for tuning in. All right. So what is your prediction? Um... Palace Huddersfield another 2 new. I don't know what to think of Huddersfield and I don't know what to think of Palace under the Buna I've got a lot of new young players Milok Levinic I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name and uh, the United defender so yeah 2-0 Palace what do you say 2-0 2-0 okay so Evelyn Stoic at Everton at Goodson this is probably my top 2 least confident games I might think maybe a 2-1 Everton win with Rooney scoring one Put your money on it. Do you think Rooney scores in his debut? Oh, I think return. I think Rooney scores in his return. Everyone's talking Everton up like in the transfer period. They lost Lukaku. A lot of their games last year, when they were under like under pressure, they would hike the ball up, play some, some unconventional football, some hoofball, some hoofball indeed, and Lukaku would head it and he would like slow down the pace. I don't know if they'll be able to do that this year. I think their defense will be even with the uh, Pickford. I, I'll, I'll be surprised if they do as well as people suspect. That being said, one all, one all, one all. That's fair enough. Stoke and for the one Okay, Southampton, who has a Liverpool family hate, and uh, Swansea. I feel this could be an upset game. I feel there's always at least a few upset games. Maybe I think maybe just a, a one all standard. Yeah, no. I like I like Southampton a bit. They've got some good young players. Ward Prowse is good. They've got some good strike force in Austin and Gab. The defence is good even without Van Dyke. I, I think I think they get up here too. Two nil. Any crazy predictions for the next game? West Brom versus Bournemouth. Well, it's at the Hawthorns. So we're gonna say clean sheet for West Brom. We're gonna say one nil, one nil West Brom set piece. The Tony Paul is why. I'm feeling a draw on this one, maybe okay. nil all or one all, but uh, I'll, I'll put my foot down at a one all. That's, that's a bold claim. That's putting you, that's putting yourself out there. <laughs> well, maybe I'll put myself out out there on the next game, but maybe a, a four nil win for Man City. Which is funny because I was gonna go. I'm gonna go five. Ooh. I I'm like a Man City. I think this is Man City's title to lose. My favourite players at the moment, Bernardo Silva, when he was over in Monaco, is left. I think he's got to do some good things. De Bruyne, Aguero. No uh, Joey Hart might hurt them like last year, <laughs> but hopefully Bravo can uh, pull his socks up for another season and uh, give them a valiant effort, maybe. Yeah, hopefully he can do that for the bench, because I'm, I'm going to throw out right now, like, Anderson's going to be starting for them on the, on, uh, the Sunday. Or Sunday, I don't know what time. It's it a great call. I think Brighton get done, and I think City, as they did last year, come out strong. This is an interesting one. We have a Newcastle fan, not here, but we have friends who are Newcastle fan. Newcastle Spurs, last time they played, 5-1. Well, that actually gives me a little bit more confidence to go against the grain and say maybe Newcastle will eke out a 2-1 win in an upset against the Spurs. What are you feeling? Uh, 2-1 Spurs, I can't see an upset. And this Danny Rose thing as well, what a, what a man. I still can't believe Olderveld's probably the best centre-back in the league and they're not paying him 100 grand a week. Come on, lads, open your pockets. He's a poor Belgian. Not a poor Belgian. Uh, Fellaini with United, how are you feeling about this one? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> second segue of the week. Does Flash start? No. Okay. He might um, come off of the bench because uh, everyone appreciates a good throw. I'm feeling, sadly, maybe a 2-3-1 to three, one win for Man United. I need a, need a number here. I'll go a 3-1 win for United. I honestly think you guys don't have a chance. 3-1 uh, as well. I want to change my pick to a 2-1 West Ham win. <laughs> I'm feeling... I just forgot we had Joey Hart for a second. I apologise. This is a family show. But Joey Hart's going to hold down the fort. Only let one in, which will be... Let's be honest, the referee got paid off during this one. 2-1 yeah. win. 
is Pinex going to, uh, is that too soon? We've got Lanzini now. He fills in some holes of uh, brilliance that we missed from Payet, but 2-1 win. 2-1 win. Confident. Okay. So that was the, that's the tips. Looking at, looking at the time, we're looking roughly on 30 minutes. I think we might call it a day. Can I actually just, uh, the people want to hear another Kieran's crazy trade. For people who weren't here last week, uh, Kieran produced a 14 trade for the NBA. I think it was Curry Irving. You're not missing out on much. Let's hear this week's. So I was a bit crazy last week. I'll dial it back to three teams. I would like to. I would like for you to be the GM of the New York Knicks, so they finally have a, a GM. So how would you feel about trading Carmelo Anthony for Chandler Parsons, as purely as the Knicks GM? And ladies and gentlemen, that's Kieran. Crazy. Just walk me through you, this trade. Uh, so I'm not taking Parsons, but go on. So you get Parsons and a first round pick from Houston. For so a second round pick because it'll be pick twenty eight. Thank you for your optimism in Houston having a good season. The Memphis Grizzlies get Ryan Anderson, so they actually get a a player that will play. And Houston obviously get Carmelo Anthony. Why are any of those teams doing any of that? Because Houston wants Carmelo Anthony, and we don't want Ryan Anderson. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, Kieran's crazy trade of the week. Thank you for tuning in. That's gonna be the end of our first podcast. Give us a like on Facebook. Don't know the title of the page yet, but it's probably going to be Toolbox Tuesdays. There'll be a link in the description of this audio. We'll probably upload to iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us a follow on Twitter. Kieran, do you actually have a Twitter account? I do. Do I know the said Twitter account? No. Your assignment for this week is make a Twitter account and tweet over the sports you watch because we do watch a lot of sports down here at the Toolbox Tuesdays. We call it on a Friday. Next week, we'll probably release on a Thursday. Thank you for listening. Kieran, final words? Uh, I was like everyone to take the risk and uh, tune in next week. Take the risk was the final word, but I meant like, you want to say anything else? Yes. Three, two, one, take the risk. Take the risk. Thank you. Good night.